Okay, my friends. So today we are reading a book called. Do you want to say it? Mm-mm. No, I'll do. It's called Finding Narnia, and it's the story of C.S. Lewis and his brother. This story was written by Caroline McAllister, and it's illustrated by Jessica Lannon. And it's read today by mommy and. What's your name? Uh, Okay, today's story is read by Mommy and her pet, Griffin. As I'm sure you know, griffins are magical creatures. Part lion, part eagle, fascinating things. They are um, found in Narnia. And for those of you who may not know, Narnia is a magical place. And when you get a little bit older, you might be able to read about it. There's a whole bunch of books that take place there. And and we, Mommy and Philip, on our off time, have read them. So let's read about the guy who wrote about them, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. The story of C.S. Lewis and his brother. Jack and Warney weren't just brothers. They were best friends. But they were very different. And from the beginning, it was Jack who dreamed up stories of other worlds. Warney liked to sit in the wide picture window of their new house and watch the busy world of the Belfast shipyards. He could see the teams of men hammering sheets of metal over the skeletons of huge ocean liners. Now, when I say skeletons, I don't mean like the bones of a, an animal or a person. No, no, no. I'm talking about the body of a ship. An ocean liner is a great big ship, like a cruise ship that people will be Yeah, in. like the wood outside of the ship, like mm-hmm. that's inside and outside. That's correct. Now, Belfast is a town in Ireland. Northern Ireland. Indeed he do. That's where it is. Now Jack preferred to look through the windows of his imagination. He browsed the bookshelves that lined the walls when he read about Balder the Brave, who was so bright that light could shine through him. The story was more real to him than any ocean liner. Those are Viking stories. And sometimes, Warney pretended to be an Indian Raja. He drew maps of railways with trains that crisscrossed the vast Indian continent on a strict schedule. And sometimes, Jack pretended to be a brave knight. He sketched a map of a dagger-shaped isle ruled by a mouse king whose castle was under attack. What? Good question. What could possibly... Of us? Definitely not griffins. No, griffins wouldn't attack mice, would they? Who would attack a mouse? I think we might have to write our own story. 
Now, once in a while, Warney's Raja would visit Jack's island and help the knight defend the castle. But every now and then, Jack's knight would visit the Raja and ride a train through the Indian hill country. In spite of their differences, it was always fun to play together. Now, India is, on the, is nowhere near Ireland, is it? No, it's way over in Asia. Mm-hmm. And a Raja there is a ruler or a person who has um, land and property. Okay. Now, one rainy day, the brothers were exploring the long hall of their new house. And in a little room next to the attic, full of hat boxes and steamer trunks, Jack found an old wardrobe. He turned the knob, the hinges creaked, he sputtered and coughed. The smell of mothballs made him gag. Mothballs can be very stinky. How do you gag? Like that. Yeah, I know. It's gross. But he burrowed behind the rough wool and tickly fur anyway. What if the wardrobe had no end? He wondered. Warney stayed outside. Perhaps he even warned Jack. Don't shut yourself in. The brothers always looked out for each other. When Jack and Warney's mother fell ill, the house was busy with doctors coming and going and strange medicine smells wafted down the long hallways. Downstairs, their father paced the big empty rooms. Upstairs, Jack made his own imaginary world and Warney joined him. They called it Boxen. What a cool world to make. Jack drew a map of Boxen's teeming capital city. The sketch, he sketched the Parliament House and the stock exchange and the shipyards and a train station and a music hall. And Warney designed a steamship to travel from Boxen to India and back. He included an engine room, a telegraph, and an anchor winch. Well, we know what goes into a ship, don't we? Mm -hmm. There's lots and lots of things beneath the surface. Jack wrote Boxen's newspaper, and Warney made Boxen's railroad schedule, and together they held a double coronation where both Jack and Warney wore their crowns and smiled and waved. Day after day, as they played in the small room in the big sad house, Jack wondered, what if they could escape to Boxen and stay there? Mm-hmm. Well, Boxen isn't a thing, so that'll be hard. But when their mother died, their father sent Jack and Warney away to boarding school. They dressed up in stiff Eton collars, awkward knickerbocker pants, and comical bowler hats, and crossed the Irish Sea to England. Jack hated the strange English accents and 
flat brown fields. He feared the headmaster with his thick beard and heavy cane. And he never got to read the stories he loved. Instead, he worked on endless math problems. And he longed for the holidays when he and Warney could return to the attic and box in. Only then could Jack wonder, what if? Many years passed. The whole world went to war. Separated in different regiments, Jack and Warney worried about each other. When the war ended, Jack became a teacher at Oxford. That's a very famous college in England. But he was an important man who gave serious lectures and wrote long books. But sometimes he saw things through the window of his imagination. Now look through his window right now. In the picture we can see, what is this? A lamp post. And who's there next to it? I don't know. What does it look like to you? I don't know. It looks like it might be a fawn with an umbrella. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Maybe it could be Mr. Thomas. I don't know. But there sure is somebody walking along there. Hmm. Warney continued to work for the army. Whether he was stationed in Gloucester or Woolwich or Shanghai, he sat behind a desk and typed forms. Long forms and short forms and forms in black ink and forms in red ink. That sounds kind of boring to me. At long last, Warney retired from the army and moved in with Jack. Once again, the two brothers lived together in a spacious house whose walls were lined with books. There was even a wardrobe. The same wardrobe from their old home in Ireland where they used to pretend they were princes of boxing. Another terrible war broke out. Families in London sent their children to the countryside to be safe from the bombs. On Sundays, Jack noticed the church was full of refugee children squirming uncomfortably on unfamiliar pews among the unpopular, unfamiliar people. He didn't know much about children, but he figured he, and Warney, could help out. And that's how two girls came to stay with Jack and Warney. And one rainy day, the girls were exploring the house and they found an old wardrobe. They turned the doorknob, the hinges creak, they, spuffed, they sputtered and coughed and the smell of the mothballs made them gag. And the girls asked Jack, What's on the other side? The question opened a creaky door in Jack's mind. For the first time in a very long time, he began to wonder, what if? Scritch, scratch, he wrote and wrote. And every time he paused to dip his pen in ink, a new idea came to him. First, the lamppost and the fawn came alive. And then two boys and two girls entered 
through the wardrobe. And then tip-tap, Morney deciphered Jack's inky scribbles and typed a clean copy on his royal typewriter. And the story reminded him of Boxen. But the story wasn't about Boxen. That story ended long ago. Wait, how do you... Is that how you spell boxing? B-O-X-E-N. This story was about a place called Narnia. Covered in snow, Narnia still glows with light from an enchanted lamppost. A fawn with an umbrella steps from behind the trees. A family of beavers waits in the bushes. A white witch glides on a sled. And a majestic lion watches them all. Do you know who that lion was? Yes. Who was it? Aslan. That's right. And that, my friends is how the story of Narnia came to be. Do you know what I love the most about it? Is it shows us that no matter where you are or what you're doing, your imagination can be working. You can be taking in your surroundings and you can make your own stories by using your own imagination. What a wonderful thing, isn't it? That you can see something and see something more than just what it is. It's not just a wardrobe. Oh, no, it's a secret passageway to a new world. Yes, I love that. So go out and write your own stories and make your own imagination, your own imagination come true. What do you say? You want to go do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And that, and I get ideas from coloring. Yeah, coloring is a great way to do it, too. Shall we say the end? The end. The end. Thanks so much for listening to today's story. If you wanted to get a copy of this story, I have got a great tool I wanted to make you aware of. You can pop over to amazon.com slash shop slash Storytime with Philip and Mommy. And you will see I've created a list for every month of the year. And in each list, I have put links for every story that we have read in that month. So you can easily find a link to the story so you can purchase it for yourself. And of course, this all goes to um, help support our, our podcast so we can get new materials. And of course, don't forget, you can also pick up your copy of the Storytime with Philip and Mommy book, The Sprightly Sprite and the Dragon Dragon. And of course, we always hope that you guys enjoy our stories. And we want to say thank you so much for listening.